Hello all and welcome to Sunday Q&A, which um, is today brought to you from the Shedbury. It's getting a little bit warmer, and because I'm recording it on Friday afternoon, so um, because today I've been in the office all day. I am now in the office Mondays and Fridays, it's becoming official, it's becoming that way. I'm getting the hang of it, still a bit tricky, and also stay tuned later on for the special announcement. It's Special announcement, fantastic. Um, before we go on, though, uh, just another little heads up. Sheffield have now got an emission zone. Uh, that apparently, I got a, a letter coming through. I'm not sure if it's actually active now or it's sort of, I think it is pretty much active now because we had a letter coming through going, one of your lorries has driven into our zone, you know, bearing in mind from this time whenever. We'll go with the wise guys. I'm not quite sure when the zone actually kicked into gear. It might have kicked in by now. That's another one to watch out for. Another sort of, another poor person's tax on the, the guise of ecology. And don't forget there is a video about um, the petition. We did do a petition. It kind of started and then stopped. Signing, we can get people to sign to go, look, stop pretending it's about the environment it's not about the environment there's many reasons it actually makes the situation worse it's just poor people's tax under the name of ecology so if you like us are hit by the um, emission zone problem where they're just taking money off your left right and center trying to get you to buy a new van when you don't need to buy a new van please sign a petition and we can move forward so this week's video has been about the daft computer oh by the way i said i'm in the office because i am still in the office normally these videos go on airplane mode but at the moment, I'm still active because I've got one driver who's um, picking up in none eating in about five minutes. And I've got one driver who's for a collection for delivery on Monday. And I've got one who's on his way down to Lewis's, MK17. So I've got to keep the phone on in case any, they've got any questions or anything like that. So if, if this video gets cut off halfway through and I have to knit it together on the computer thing, I will. But hopefully it won't. So, the deaf computer. Done that a little while ago. Now... I have videos sitting on my camera roll. That's the last one. We're all up to date. So everything now is moving from this way forward. And the, the videos moving this way forward will probably give you a more realistic impression of what's going on in the life of me at the moment. There will still be some on the exchange because there's a couple of questions coming up, but I might incorporate them. Just trying to keep the rolling thing going forward so you can see rather than just doing self-contained videos, you'll actually see what's going on, and then you can get an idea for yourself how it works, I hope. So So we did another one on the DAF computer. Chris Gassel says, he said, I drove a DAF um, 105 460 for Glen Transport. I assume it's Glen Transport around the corner from me in um, Lake and Buzzard until I retired. The only thing I used the computer for was to keep a rough check on the miles per gallon and, of course, check the oil level, but half the time the oil level function said showed no data. I struggle with oil. I want one of them, oh no, I want an electronic dipstick because when I pull it out of a normal dipstick, like my, my mechanic says, he says there to there on the stick of a death can be one litre. And that yours, the truck holes, I don't know if it's 10 litres or 18 litres or something like that. So what I've done before is I thought it's had no oil in it, overfilled it, stuck five litres in and then had to get him out to take some of it out. I hate the oil thing, it bugs me. I have to get mechanics to do it. Um... Um, but the main name guy says, he says the AdBlue indicator is much better on a DAF because it's got its own dial, um, either on the, either on an M, M and N or a Mercedes, the AdBlue indicator is the same dial as a fuel dial and you have to press a button to flick the fuel level to the AdBlue level. All trucks should have microwaves and fridge freezers, etc. Class trucks have microwaves and fridge freezers, seven and a half tons still drive the same hours. Yes. Um, 
As, yeah, I personally would always want a separate ad blue indicator because I want to know when my ad blue is low, you know, kind of thing. And yes, it does work very well. So, um, so that was it on this week's video. Like I say, an old one. Still waiting for a special announcement. Um, so this week we're going to the wise guys. So now, because I'm in the office now, I've had this thing that when you work from a mobile phone, um, you can actually go on a job, click on a job, and it says, it comes up with like the little van, where it is, how far it is to pick up, and then it draws a line between the collection point and the delivery point. It says how far you are to pick up and how long the job should take and the route that kind of things you should take. There is nothing like this on the desktop as far as I can see. So, Clive Littlewood says, from the diary screen, click the track button at the bottom left of the job if that's what you're looking for. Clive, that's great, mate. That only works if the guy's already on a job. What I'm saying is if I'm actually going to bid on a job, I want to see the kind of distance and the way it goes and whereabouts, and also whereabouts in the country. So I'm not that bright. Sometimes I get Pontypridd mixed up. I think I mixed up with, um, you know, is it in Wales or is it in the middle of the country? I'm not sure. There's certain things where I get confused. Like the other day, I had a terrible, terribly scary situation where I put a driver going to SG, Stevenage, and he went, I'm going to Sheffield. Turns out it wasn't me. Um, it was actually the app had done it. As you will see after we get to the special announcement. Special announcement. <laughs> Don't hold your breath, it's not that special. Um, and Leachy001 says... You, I also don't get the distance to pick up deliver on the desktop version. I have no idea why it doesn't. Maybe the settings are wrong. So I rang the exchange, sure enough to get through to the technical team. Then I sat on the phone for 10 minutes. And then they said, ring, ring back later. Oh, that's great, isn't it? Uh, but then I rang my mate Will. And Will was the guy who signed me up five years ago. He went to answer the phone. But my mate Will rang me back. <laughs> Because <laughs> he said, oh, there's a blast from the past. How you doing? He thought they know me because of the videos, like, you know. Um, and he said, no, there isn't anything on the desktop version. And I said, well, in the nicest possible way, it's easier to run the lorries from the mobile phone than it is to run from the computer. And he said, well, I'll put it across the technical team. I said, if you could get someone at the technical team to add something like that to the maps, it would be a game changer. So that's it. So now we're down to the special announcement, which is right. So I've been in the office all week and um, I have recorded basically a day in the life of being a shipper from the early days because I don't know what's going on. So this I've done a video of like me making mistakes and all this kind of stuff. It goes on a bit and I've watched it back. It's really boring. Really, really boring. <laughs> So what I might do, what I want to do, but it's going to take some time, but I'm probably going to try and do it over the weekend, is split it into five separate, you know, like 15 minute, but you know, like we used to come home from school after Grand Gilla finished, and before like the news started, this contemporary reference for the 18 to 25 year olds here, there would be like this 10 minute thing or five minute thing like Ivor the Engine or the Clangers or Willow the Wisp. It wasn't always brilliant, but it was better than the news. So what I want to do is I want to do, I want to break it up into five little bite sides and I might put it out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then anybody who wants to watch it can watch it as one. I'll just sort of add, view next video view next video because if you go and try and watch it all in one go it's really dull the other thing i might do i might spice it <laughs> with a bit of entertainment because otherwise it might be a bit dull i might add a commentary maybe do a bit of magic get my saxophone out play my guitar that's going to be terrible do some dancing 
you know, just to try and break it up a little bit. So that's extra special, extra special just for you guys. I have absolutely no way. I've been staring at a computer screen for six hours. I'd say, look at my eyes. They're like, they're like, what's his name? I was in the snow. Oh, honestly, I've got the tiny eyes of a shrew going on here. It's staring at a computer screen. Don't do you no favours at all. Still, I'll be, I'll still be in the lorry uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so I'll get the open road still. So, right, back to the wise guys. Luke Van Gap says, he said, I've got a question for you and the group, Pete. Does anyone feel else feel that you now have to screenshot the bids for evidential use? Several times in recent months, I've had shippers change the job details after the bid went on. As an example, today I successfully bid on the job going from Bristol to Warminster, but it came through, it said Bristol to Cardiff. Totally opposite direction I would have bid on. I called the shipper who said, what, he said um, that's what you bid on. Are you doing it or not? As that would have it, this one got cancelled by the customer, so it was, a, it was a moot point. But it's... It seems to be happening more often. I've had prices, um, I've had prices amended. Bid 82, confirmation comes through at 80. Postcodes are changed, even stops added. The only way I can see to protect ourselves from road shipper practice is to screenshot a bid as proof of what was expected when the job was posted. Um, I would be interested to hear what others have had to say. Look, you damn it me once. Oh, I bid on a job and I was picking up in sort of um, catering way. And it was delivering to Dartford. Not Dartford. Yeah, it must have been Dartford because it was when well, I was in a Luton van. Or it might have been a seven and a half tonne. It was delivering to... Oh, it was delivering to the docks. But it was, say, Tilbury. Looked at it later. It said it was near port. I, what's going on here? I've, 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 give, I've driven from sort of... I've driven from sort of... It was Northampton. An hour north. Or it might have been even, even further than that. It might have been Dudley or something like that. I've driven all the way back thinking, right, I've got to drop it off in, um, Ells- into Tilbury in the morning. And I rung him up. He went, no, no, it was always Ellesmere Port. I thought, I swear it wasn't Ellesmere Port. And then you think, did I bid on it? And then you think, if I took a screenshot, would it work? But then it happens so rarely that if you... I used to take photos of the goods on, um, you know, get the signature, get the photos, upload the photos. And then I found it was just, it was just taking extra time, only a little bit of extra time. And no one ever needed it, so I stopped doing it. I suppose it wouldn't hurt. Well, the other thing I would turn around and say is when the guy turns around and says, no, that's the job you bid on, I'll go, no, it's not. And you might as well cancel it, mate, because I ain't doing that. You know, and normally also the price would reflect it. So you would turn around to him and you go, well, hang on a second. If it's the same kind of distance, yeah. You go, well, you just had a bid for 80 quid for 80 miles. And for, uh, and you, I'm not going to bid you 80 quid for 150 miles, am I? And you're not going to accept it if you, you know, if you could, you think something's wrong. So, yeah, it, but then let's get some feedback for Luke on that one. Has, any, has that happened to anybody else? Has anyone else bid on a job and it's come through differently, had the price changes and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, let's get back to the man. So, uh, Steve Campbell says, he said, I don't have the app. My boss just sends me postcodes of where to pick up and drop off screenshots on WhatsApp. I'm not sure they're allowed to do that, Steve. I think that's basically that's where they've got like a small subscription and then they're doing it off their own subscription. It doesn't help from the customer's point of view because you can't, and from our point of view, because you can't track the van. I don't, that's how me and Tony started, you know, a long, long time ago. Don't think you're supposed to do that, but there you go. He also said, I've never really had a problem with the police coming for me. That doesn't surprise me, Steve. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's it on the wise guys this week. We're on the trucks now. 1828, do the timestamp. <coughs> right. Chris Harris says, he says, hi Pete, glad you got the curtain sorted, the pain is now behind you, we've forgotten about that one, they were, although Harry did ring me today to say a couple of the corners, oh, it's five hours, a couple of the corners aren't quite stuck, so I bought a roller and a heat gun, 
off of um, YouTube, off not YouTube. Oh, I told you. Look at these eyes. Staring at computer screen all day. Um, yeah, I, so I might try and do a video of like repairing the cans. I've done the long video, but I didn't really get enough to show you how to do the thing. Or I might just repair it. Who knows? I don't have to tape everything in my life, do I? Um, he says, um, I have a question regarding DC and curtains, DCs and curtain side of vehicles. He said, I've, I've read a bit about XL rated um, bodies and curtains, and I'm not sure how this works when I don't have them. XL meaning extra large, I should. I don't have uh, an XL rated body or curtains. I'm not sure if you do. I think I've just got a standard, mate, which I believe means that loads need to be strapped as if they were on a flatbed. If the goods weigh less than 400 kilos, then internal straps or XL curtains are enough. Oh, you're talking about load-bearing curtains. Right, fair enough. As long as they're a snug fit between the curtains. But if the goods weight is over that, then the goods need to be strapped to the bed. It's fine when collecting usual loads that are loaded from the sides, but when reversing onto a bay, you're expected... I. Are you expected to open the curtains while you're unloading so you can strap the goods correctly um, or somehow pull off the bay, then open the curtains and try and strap them afterwards or neither? Uh, right, so regarding curtains, theoretically, if you've got load-bearing curtains and if the pallets do fit neatly between the curtains and they're sort of up against the bulkhead, theoretically, and if they're below a certain weight, I don't know if it's 300 kilos or 400 kilos per pallet, you don't have to strap them, theoretically. Practically, if you get stopped by Vosa and they're not, they're not strapped, then Vosa will get the ump. Um, and even if you've got low-bearing curtains, it's still probably wise to strap the back one so you can turn around and go, look, the curtains are all holding the load down all the way along. The best thing to do is just to strap. It's kind of painful, but if you get one of them strap winder things, the best thing to do is just to strap. If you're being loaded on a bay, then yeah, you've got to. Uh, what I would do is once you've been loaded and the, the, the light has gone green and the thing has been shut, open up the curtains, sling the straps over, put, the, put your ratchets on, shut the curtains again. If someone is waiting for the bay, then you might want to pull off the bay and see if there's somewhere in the yard that you can park or somewhere very soon after you, you leave the yard to park strap the curtains. The problem you've got with that is if you leave the yard and then stop to strap the curtains and someone stops you between there and then, the excuse is I've just picked up from there and I was just going over there to strap them, won't wash. You're on the open road. It's a bit like something could have happened in that. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. At time, that load could have been done. So the safest thing to do is to strap on a bay. It is a pain but it covers you. The biggest problem you've got is if it's sealed. What if they put the load on? Here's one for the wise guys. What if they put the load on? I've had this at Amazon before. They've put the load on. It's gone to cancer research. And then they've, they've made you seal. What you probably would have to do then is say, I need to strap the load before you seal it. I would say. Let's have some feedback for old Chris here. Let's see what we say. But, uh, but I would say the best thing to do is to strap. If you know, if you strapped it, you know you're covered. And then you kind of, you know, like when you're following the police car and you know you've done absolutely nothing wrong, you want them to stop you. Stop me. But you don't really. You can be off the road for, you know, an hour and a half while I check everything. But um, you feel a bit smug anyway.
sure they'll find something if they want to. Right, so miscellaneous. Right, today's miscellaneous questions are from Matty Jennings. He says, likes the videos. Cheers, Matty. He says, can you see what other people have bid and what jobs actually go for it? Is it blind? If so, how do you know when you're bidding the right money? Uh, it's blind, uh, Matty. There's an argument, I have said this before, that it would be good to see the jobs. And they, uh, the people at the exchange say we don't show the jobs because the price of the jobs because we believe it would drive the price down. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I think this is um, a very good point, and I shall be making a separate video for you about that where I cover that in, in, uh, in more detail. But yeah, on the whole, it's blind bidding. Uh, Graham says, can you hang on for 10 Is it on? Can you hang on for 10 minutes? Oh, yeah, I've done that one before. Like, you know, where you go, can you just wait? I'm just going to put the bid through to my customer. What do you expect me to just sit here and not bid on any jobs for the next 10 minutes to be turning into half an hour, watching jobs go by, and then you don't ring me back and go, oh, I don't need you. He says, um, he said, this happens to me sometimes, and 10 minutes doesn't always 10 minutes either. What I don't understand is this. When the customer books the shipper, why don't they just say the best, the best price in the range um, to this? They must know what the customer is prepared to accept and what they've got. You know, what, yeah, so what he's saying is they must know what the job is worth. So when the customer says... How much is it going to cost me to do this? I would do it. I would say, I think it's going to cost you around about this kind of money. And they'll say yes or no. That way, when the guy rings up, you go, okay, I'll book him. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that, that does make perfect sense. But why they don't, I don't know. People do it their own way. It's the amount of times where they go, I'm just ringing the customer. I'm just talking. Or you ring up and say, I've, I've put an e-bid in. Is that um, is any good? Or just let me know sort of what you've got on the job like. And they go, oh, we're just talking to the customer right now. Okay. Magic job. Hopeless. Um, there we go. So, ANX, it says. Well, it is, mate. Yeah, thank you. Uh, just started a courier business for medical and dental supplies, uh, doing lots of marketing through different channels. I was wondering if you had any recommendations in this particular industry. It's not something I do, um, medical or dental supplies. I would say it's probably something you'll make your own way in from people, for word of mouth. People find out that you're running it and then they talk to their mates and that kind of stuff. You can buy lists. You can go, because my mate Nigel knows all about this, he's SEO, and you uh, search engine optimization, and you can go to places where you can buy lists of people who might be interested in that kind of thing, and then you can mail shot them or email them. The lists aren't cheap. £500, £1,000, loads of money, you know, you can pay it depending on what list you want to buy. But I would say it's just probably, I wouldn't say there's any particular hard and fast rules about it. I think that's just you, you know, making your own way given time like you know so uh steve mitchell says the courier exchange is terrible the treatment of drivers is unfair and the rules need changing everybody has their own way mate not everybody finds you know everybody um doesn't work for everybody i say that if you're an owner driver i'm not quite sure i mean surely if you're an owner driver then you would treat yourself the way that you want to treat yourself like you know so i don't fully understand it maybe you want to give us a bit more information about something that's happened to you there steve don't know so but sorry it didn't work out for you like i say not for us all um, Just Deep Chanel says, Hi Pete, quick question regarding invoicing, mate. It says, for instance, you do 20 jobs in a month and you invoice 20 companies. After 30 days or whatever was agreed before accepting the job, how do you know whether the invoices have been paid? Do you go through bank statements and match every payment to an invoice you have sent, or is it a far easier way of tracking the people um, who have paid you and the people who haven't? For instance, uh, you run 
five lorries, two jobs per day, five jobs per week, that's over 250 invoices. How do you know who's paid and who hasn't? Well, the way we do it is we do our own in-house um, billing system. So the guys tick off who's paid and who hasn't. We have a factoring company, but you don't want to rely on the factoring company to do your invoicing for you because uh, they would get it wrong. They always do, even a good factoring company. They end up sending letters to people um, who don't owe you money because they're paid saying you owe you money and that upsets your customers. So you don't, you want to, don't get a factoring company to do your, your, um, your invoicing. Do your own invoicing. The, the CX app is actually very good. If you actually, it, it, it ties in with the invoicing system. So once you've done the job, it will say this invoice is due at this stage. So once you've been paid that invoice into your bank, if you tick it off the CX app, it should run it for you. Having said that, I can't give you much more information than that because I don't deal with the invoicing side of things. Up until now, I've just dealt with the driving. Alan Gemma sorted out all the office. Now I'm dealing with the booking of jobs and the driving. I still don't do the invoicing side of things. So once again, if anyone's got any information they want to pass on to Jasteep, then please do, because the wise guys, there'll be people out there that are far better than me about this. At the moment, all I'm concerned with is driving the trucks. Soon, I will be concerned with running the trucks. The rest of it, <laughs> you know, well, they call it um, delegation. It's got to be delegation. Can't do it all like, you know, so uh, Corrigine71 says, have you been busy lately? It's February, mate, isn't it? January was tough. It always is. February, things are picking up slightly. The biggest problem I've had is having lorries off the road. The lorries off the road because the curtain's been slashed. The lorries off the road because the injectors have gone. At the moment, we've got five lorries running. And as long as we can get one job per day per lorry, that covers all of our exits. And I'm getting one job per day per, per lorry. And in quite a few of them, I'm getting two and maybe one in between. So it's been okay. It's not, I'm not getting my pick of jobs. I'm not sort of beating them off with a, with a stick. But at the same time, um, it's been okay. We can't argue with that one. So, uh, right. Janie Sane says, Hi, Pete. I've sent you an email a few days ago. Going to bump it up now in your inbox when you're off the road. Can you get, have a look and back, back to me, please? Yeah, Jamil. Well, I think, I did see your email, but... I saw it by accident. So don't ever look at emails. If you, I've said before many, many times, if you want to get hold of me, don't send me an email. Don't send me a WhatsApp. Don't send me a message. Don't put it on Facebook. I won't see it. I don't because all the best way to contact me is to leave a message in the comments under the videos. Um, and then I can, you know, then I'll ring you back. As it is, I have replied to your message. I didn't. I did try and look for the email, couldn't find it, and I have left my phone number. And I'll happily talk to anybody. Um, the thing is, I um, I'd normally talk to anybody nine to five Monday to Friday because the weekends I'm kind of busy doing the PODs, and then the rest of it is family time. Now I'm running the trucks. I really can't talk to you on Mondays or, th or Fridays because I'm now busy doing the trucks. So I'll happily talk to anybody now, Tuesday through to Thursday. And if you ring me between nine and five, because I don't know what I mean, I might be on an early morning job, but you can guarantee the one day I don't get a job in the morning is when I'll get a phone call from someone at half six in the morning going, can you help me out with St. Pete? And I'll be like, you woke me up, I was in bed. <laughs> so um, yeah, but I've, I've sent, I have sent, um, the numbers on there, Jamil. Ring me anytime. If you, I said, if you want to get hold of me today, you can. But he probably hasn't seen it yet. If not, give us a bell anytime after um, nine o'clock on Tuesday morning, and I'll happily talk to you. Not a problem. So, uh, where are we going? Da, 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 da. Oh, and in conclusion, we're in conclusion now. 
Um, yes, the vandalised truck. Uh, Steve Campbell says, maybe the vandal thought your truck had already been done by someone throwing paint onto the curtains. Yeah, let's face it, paint your wagon wasn't exactly my finest hour. <laughs> But it's all right, because when we repaired Harry's truck, I had a professional with me, someone who knew what they were doing. I had Al, so it's fine. And um, W388Y, my mate Ian, says, are you getting paid for promoting the heat gun? If so, I want 50% for supplying it for the video. 50% seems a bit steep, doesn't it, mate? You know, as is, I have actually today purchased a new heat gun and some rubber rollers. So I've got some spares, should we need them. And finally, this one, the last one goes to Digatron Dave this week, which is Killing Joke was fantastic. Digatron Dave is my daughter's boyfriend, who actually, strange enough, I've got mates who watch my videos. I remember my mate Darren talking to, my, to Dave, and he says, I'll watch Pete's videos. He says, I'll watch Pete's videos. And then the, other, the one they've said to each other, not the Sunday Q&A, though. No, that one goes on too long. <laughs> but apparently he even does that one now. So cheers, Dave. Hope your car gets sorted, mate. He's having trouble with his car at the moment. So, so that's it. So I'm in the office again on Monday. Uh, I'm going to be editing these videos hopefully over the weekend so you'll get to see life in the office. If I don't get around to doing it this week, I'll ping it out next week because I think there might be quite a lot of work there. And in the meantime, it's just onward and upwards, you know. Uh, yeah, onwards and upwards for us and hopefully onwards and upwards for you guys. And hopefully an opportunity to take care and take money. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.